This is the North Carolina Fusion Podcast. Brought to you by Wake Forest Baptist Health. Thank you for joining us on the North Carolina Fusion Podcast. My name is Scott Wollaston, and I serve as the Executive Director for the North Carolina Fusion. Today, I will be speaking with Andrew Fleming, head of our Level 4 Recreation Soccer Program. Andrew manages the largest program in NC Fusion, while also coaching in our ECNL Girls Program. He is professional, humble, eager to learn, a perfectionist, and has a great voice for radio. I hope you enjoy our time with Andrew Fleming. Welcome to the North Carolina Fusion Podcast. Today I have Andrew Fleming joining me. Andrew serves as our head of Level 4 Recreation Soccer Programs. Andrew, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. <laughs> so tell us uh, a little bit about your background, your um, you know, family, sure. um, where you grew up, uh, college, um, and now even what you're doing now. Sure, sure. Um, my family, can I tell you real quick how excited I am to be doing this and why? Tell me. My cousin was on the Joe Rogan Experience two weeks ago, three okay. weeks ago. Um, and did a great job. She was absolutely fantastic. It got two million views, and my family treated her like a celebrity, like a rock star, which she is. Um, and I feel like they're going to give me the exact same yeah. reception. Three million. In order that, yeah, at, at uh, we're gonna we're gonna go over two million, no doubt about it. Um, I love it. I love so so it. that's my family. Okay. Um, my my mother was my first recreation soccer coach. Uh, I grew up in Greensboro. Uh, and played uh, back when uh, UNCG was winning Division Three national championships, and <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and and so I started as a rec player uh, in Greensboro, and and grew up there, and went off to uh, Virginia Tech, and um, played there, sort of. I carried the water, and and <laughs> and, and, and I sat at the end of the bench there, and practiced real hard, um, and. Uh, <laughs> You know, got into banking after college and, and didn't like sitting still behind a desk and wanted to uh, kind of find my way uh, here and, and have been very fortunate to, to, to be involved at a lot of different levels uh, in the soccer community. And you, um, you, were in, you were coaching in Greensboro for a period of time and you went to Greenville. I went to and Greenville. And you also yeah. went to Kentucky. Yeah. Talk about that, how, how that all sure. played out. Sure. So um, I went to Greenville, or Greenville, South Carolina uh, when I was a banker and I was bored um, and, and a buddy called and said, come down here and coach. Mm-hmm. So I did. Um, and there were such, so many similarities in Greenville and Greensboro. Mm-hmm. Um, they're great people there. They're great people here. Um, I eventually got an opportunity to go to Eastern Kentucky University and be the assistant coach there. Um, and what a great place yeah. uh, Kentucky was in general. Um, and, and I learned so much there. Um, the, the college game being a little different, obviously, than the club game. And, you know, being on the other side of recruiting conversations and scenarios. Uh, and then seeing the similarities of, you know, a female college player and, you know, a U14 female mm-hmm. youth player. Mm-hmm. Um, You'd think that they're worlds apart, but they they have a lot in common. Yeah. Um, and 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 how you'd have success uh, with those players and those teams are, are, are quite similar, actually. Yeah. Um, so that was a great learning experience. Um, we did not win as much as everybody would have liked us to. <laughs> uh, and and a few years later, uh, I, I was looking for a new opportunity, um, and was extremely fortunate to come back to the triad. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a role that I've absolutely loved, 
um, and, and be near my family um, and, and be involved in the club that I was involved with when I was eight years old and 18 years old. Mm. That's been great. That's awesome. And so you run the uh, what we call our Level 4 soccer program, which um, affectionately known as recreation. Yes. Um, so kind of talk to people about what what is this Level 4 soccer program? Sure. What is recreation? What's it mean? Who participates in that? Sure, sure. Um, so, so recreation soccer, uh, we start as young as three-year-olds uh, and go as old as 18-year-olds and then adults. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, not just soccer, by the way. There are other uh, things that we'll do at that level as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll go from three to 18 and then into adults. Uh, and, and the recreation program, the Level 4 program, uh, is for young kids who are just learning the game, just starting out, trying to figure out if they like the game, for um, older players who maybe they play three and four sports, mm-hmm. uh, maybe they play uh, at a level at which uh, they, they may want to play with some of their friends. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they are now adults uh, who want to continue to play the game, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe their parents. Uh, it's not always just about the the, the players, their parents who coach, mm-hmm. uh, who have said, I grew up loving the game. Somebody taught me and, and, and you know, they, they positively impacted me for life and now I'm going to do that with my child and his or her friends. And uh, so, so that's what level four provides is, is the opportunity to play uh, at a level that lets you learn the game, lets you do other things, uh, lets you play with your friends, lets you uh, just relax and enjoy yourself. Awesome, and it's it's uh, local, yes, right, and um, relatively low cost, yes, um, especially compared to the next levels of sure. play. Um, and and to have that low cost, a big part of that is volunteer coaches, Correct. right? And and from a staffing perspective, I mean, you you run the biggest program that we have in terms of the number of players. Right. That doesn't work without volunteer coaches so speak to the speak about volunteer coaches who are volunteer coaches for us because um, because I um, I've seen it that it's not there's no typical right volunteer soccer coach in our program in right. terms of uh, you know for many different reasons so speak to that and sure. and maybe even the challenge of that as well sure sure now the the, the recreation coaches are absolutely amazing people um, and and um, so appreciated for me personally like i mentioned my mother was my first recreation coach she was a single mom with two jobs uh and somebody needed to coach the team and she put her hand up um and and somebody way back when got her fields got her equipment got her a roster uh put her in touch with the people did her game schedule uh and now i get to do all those things um and and so it it touches uh, home for me quite a bit, but these are these are parents who are giving up their free time, um, who are getting some education, who are going through a background check, who are um, sometimes spending their own money. Um, I wish they wouldn't. I wish I could do everything that um, that that I wanted to do for them. But they 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 are the ones that put their hand up when. Um, when we say, hey, we need folks, we need bodies, we need uh, energy, we need enthusiasm, uh, and they're absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, I, I wish I could 
I, I wish I could list off all these people who never complain about a thing when their schedule changes, when the practice gets rained out, when they're, you know, this year in particular, yeah. when practice can't be as convenient as it typically is, when the game schedule's taken a little bit longer and the game fields might be at different places than they normally are. And the vast majority, you'll never hear a peep out of them other than, how can I help? What do you need me to do? Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for all you do. Um, and they go out and they, they affect 10 kids Mm -hmm. and 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 we tell our coaches your your role your job is to make sure that that kid gets in the car at the end of practice and says oh mommy i had a great time Mm -hmm. daddy did you see me score a goal today i can't wait to play soccer again yeah and the vast majority 99 they do a great job yeah fantastic job and you have some that um even players that that either players in the fusion program now or that did play and have come back and they're not necessarily parents correct that volunteer and and make up a big uh short deficit in terms of the shortage of volunteers that speak to that or some maybe even a a a story of one that you would want to share oh there's there's a kid and i I love this kid can i say her name sure chayla paris um and and to her teammates i love her teammates as well i coached (laughs) their team for three years i haven't coached them the last two years but I needed a coach for the Batman. The Batman started uh, on Monday, U5. So these kids are still four, haven't turned five yet. Uh, and Jayla Paris said, hey, uh, I'll coach the Batman. I can be there, no problem. Uh, and she went and got Anna Schmides, um, who played on that team but doesn't play soccer anymore. Okay. She is she's an absolute stud on the tennis court and on the basketball court and she was really good at soccer too um and but she's not playing soccer anymore and she said you know what i'll come coach with you chayla um uh ann weber and and tori stressman um so so in the past we've paid them to do some things for us and to do some work and and unfortunately um through the COVID situation and, and uh, with some of the realities that have been faced, um, they're, they're not able to be back yet uh, on, you know, on a paid basis. They've both put their hands up and said, that, that's okay. We're, we're not concerned about the pay. Mm-hmm. We love it so much. Please let us help however you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're both coaching. That's awesome. Um, they're, they're, they're just, uh, Christopher Claywell is another one like that. Um, and, and you know, the program doesn't work without folks like that, uh, whether they're parents, whether they're volunteers, whether they're players. Um, everybody gets involved because well, once you spend an hour with those kids, mm-hmm. uh, you're hooked. Sure. You're absolutely hooked. Absolutely. That's awesome. So, you know, you, you speak about, we've spoken about a challenge of not maybe not having enough volunteers at times yeah. or enough folks that are willing to or able to step up to help coach, yet yeah, it's... The whole program is really based on that. There's certainly a lot of other challenges in running sure. uh, the recreation program. Maybe speak to some of those things because I, I know that you're in the throes of it right now. Sure. I'm really thankful you're able to spend 30 minutes with me right now as you probably are getting tons of emails and calls. Yeah. Um, talk about maybe to so families, um, so they understand what what is going on that's so stressful and difficult. Sure. One of the things that happens now and... and I, I get it. I totally understand. Um, we talked about the recreation player, maybe somebody that plays three sports and also has time for 
Boy Scouts and also has time for piano lessons and you know whatever. Um, so they may have a family may have six things going sure. for this child, and oh by the way, two other children. Mm-hmm. The amount of information, and I, and I think I'm fairly organized, and I think that I you know put out all the information you need. Well, it's a lot of information. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I know I'm guilty of it. I don't know who reads um, bulky emails from six different activities that one of their three children is involved in. Um, So I've started video uh, recording meetings, uh, making short videos, um, trying to find new ways to get information out that people will receive um, because I do spend a lot of time um, answering questions that I have answered before, and I don't mean that in a you know in, in any snide kind of way. Sure. That's just the reality. That's right. And then multiply it times several thousand children yeah. and families. That yeah. Are, if every single one of them had a question every day for you, my my reality is, and this is this is keep in mind this is a small season numbers wise. My reality is if ninety percent of the people are completely happy, know everything they need to know, there are one hundred and fifty people that are, you know, I'm not on the team I, I wish I was on. My practice is not where I wish it was. Mm-hmm. I don't know when my games are yet. I don't know where to get my uniform yet. Um, you know, a 90%, and this is a small season. Sure. In, in a typical year, uh, a 90% success rate in those terms would mean that 250 to 260 people are looking for information, um, and, and they need it. Yep. And, and it's my job to... Um, get back to them quickly uh, and smile, which I generally do, other than this little four-week period that we're in right now. I tend to not smile sometimes. Um, but it's that that's one of the biggest challenges, and, and we're going to brainstorm and, and try to come up with, you know, is there a more efficient, effective way to communicate to the masses mm-hmm. um, and, and, and present information that they can receive very easily um, because right now that's, that's a big challenge. One of the other big challenges um, is the recreation program is meant to be very inexpensive. Um, it is meant to be, uh, I hesitate to say casual because to the player, it's not casual. Yeah, casual the player right. wants to go play and sure. play hard and, you know, but um, it is not meant to be uh, it's not meant to be traveling all over the place and, and, and four times a week and all that kind of stuff. So sometimes that brings multiple locations all over Greensboro or all over Winston. Yeah. Um, and getting goals to all those locations, mm-hmm. getting lines painted on all mm-hmm. those locations, getting the grass mowed on all those locations. Uh, all of those things, um, you know, are, are, are challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you're dealing with multiple entities, um, whether it's the city, whether it's the church, whether it's Guilford County Schools or Forsyth County Schools, or whether it's our own facility. Right. Um, there's a lot of coordination into getting the things done that uh, most of us, including myself, sometimes just take for granted. Mm-hmm. You just assume that the grass is cut. Yeah. You assume that the roster is put together and, and your buddy's on there. Yeah. Um, so th- those are some of the challenges. Yeah, absolutely. And you spoke of the the number of participants this season is down, and we, we can attribute that to, to COVID and, sure. and the impact of that. Are, 
um, any other major impacts and, and, and uh, from COVID that have perhaps affected um, what you've had to deal with um, through the course of getting ready and getting the fall season started? Sure, sure. One of, one of the big issues this year was facilities. Not all the facilities that are typically available to yeah. us are available. <clears throat> so when we say numbers are low, there's still 14 to 1,500 kids. Yeah. Uh, and they all need a place to practice and, and going out and finding those and renting those and mm-hmm. uh, getting them added to our insurance and, and all those things uh, was a challenge. One of the other things I spent a lot of time in the summer doing was fielding questions from folks saying, do you think we're going to play? Mm-hmm. And, and I thought we were, but I told folks, if I were you, and I'm totally fine with you doing it, wait till the absolute last minute. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to tell you to register in June and assume that you know what September is going to look like yeah. from a COVID uh, standpoint. So I told folks, wait till the beginning of August. Some waited till the middle of August. Some are registering. I'm taking phone calls this morning. Mm-hmm. Do you still have room? Can you, and, I, and you want to accommodate all these people sure. because this is a young player that wants to play. Yeah. Uh, that needs to play uh, at the, you know a lot of these kids they need to play right now mm-hmm. um, so so the timeline has been a big challenge because sure. you got a, a shorter timeline to get stuff organized yeah because the de- the reason we put the deadlines in place is yeah. so that you have the appropriate time to plan and get things sorted but yeah. with a shorter timeline makes it a little more stressful and correct um, not to mention changing logistics of Impact to COVID, so yeah. Well, I appreciate we've had we've had that. some folks um, we've had some folks say, you know, I, I'd like to play, I'm just not sure. I'm just I just haven't made up my mind. I just haven't, um, and so they've been on a team and they've come off a team and they may have signed up for a different program. Mm-hmm. They may have signed up for a training program that we run. Where, okay, you're still going to come play, but you're going to be in a practice scenario so that you don't play this team and that team and this team and that team, mm-hmm. um, they, they may go into the fusion futures mm-hmm. uh, and say, okay, I'm gonna go train every Sunday with, with our staff yeah. um, and, and I'm going to be around the same eight kids every Sunday and that's the only people I'll be around. Mm-hmm. And it'll be more of an individual skill-based, um, whereas you know, I'm, I'm telling folks and, and I've seen and I've read and um, we've gotten guidance from state and national organizations. The actual playing of the game is a low-risk activity. Mm-hmm. All the things that come with the game that you have to you have to manage. You have sure. to manage handshake lines and not sharing water mm-hmm. and you know, those types of things. Um, but still, you know, there are some folks who say, I don't know that I'm ready for games sure. yet. Yeah. What else can we do? Mm-hmm. And, and so we've come up with that and, and we've shuffled people around. And um, so that's Sounds like been... a great alternative for, for players. And obviously even, um, you know, you talked about recreation being a, or level four being a level that players can play multiple things. So right. um, moving forward, it sounds like Fusion Futures would be a great program for even a player right now that wants to play, let's say, lacrosse in the in the spring, sure. and they could do the Fusion Futures program one night a week and not not miss their touch on the ball and sure. the opportunity to work with some coaches and, and that type of thing. So it sounds sure. like a great opportunity for yeah. for them as well. Yeah, and it's also it's also an opportunity for uh, the player who um, 
is at a young age who has already determined, you know what, I'd like to play more yeah. soccer. Yeah. Let me get a second day of the week. Yeah. I'm on my team. I practice once. I'll play a game. Now I'll get a third time mm -hmm. where I'll go practice with their staff yeah. uh, and, and play because I'm six, but I already know that I like soccer <laughs> enough right. to do it three times a week. Yeah. So, they, yeah. so they have that option there. That's great. That's a really great point. So tell us about um, your um, coaching uh, the coaching side of what sure. you do because um, you work you work full-time running this recreation program and um, you also coach which takes up a lot yeah. of time um, but I know you love it yeah. so tell people about what you do in, 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 as a sure. coach sure so so I coach in in our um, ECNL program our elite clubs national league program uh, I've got the u16 girls um, who are absolutely fantastic. And, I, I and really these love are the this girls group. in the triad or our surrounding areas that are the top players yes. at their age. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah, we, they, they, come, they come from as far as Mebbin, um, and the one is 30 minutes west of here, which I don't know what is there except that she's there. Um, <laughs> and they come from everywhere in there. There's one at uh, Southern Pines that mm -hmm. comes. Um, and there are... You know, there are times, especially during this four or five week period where I'll go to practice like tonight and I've had a long day and I'm like, I really need you guys to be good. And they just are. They're buzzing about and they're they're hardworking and they soak up information. Um, they want to learn. Uh, they talk about that. Like they're all talking about um, the English Premier League mm -hmm. and who's maybe going to get transferred and you know who oh I hope that my team signs this and their conversations are above mine um, <laughs> in, in regards to their knowledge of the English Premier League. Yeah. So it's it's really refreshing. Um, and then you know there there are kids at that age. There's a kid. There's a kid. When you get to know them, you'll see like their personality sometimes absolutely matches their play. So there's a so there's a kid Maddie on my team and and she's such a good technical player and she's really smart and and she's a nice sweet kid and and that kind of matches but she's an absolute she's a savage she is like she plays as a holding midfielder and she tackles and she disrupts transition and she works and she's a bruiser and you're almost like well that doesn't match her personality until the other day she says, uh, I said, Maddie, I, think, I feel like your dad was a good soccer player. And she said, yeah. She said, you know, he, he played at Princeton. And I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's nice. And he was a good. And here's where she's savage. She goes, but they didn't go till the final four until after he left. So maybe he's not that good. <laughs> that was brutal. Um, and, that's her, and, you, and you just get to see like these neat personalities, yeah. these kids who, you know, are so focused and almost grown up in, in, you know, their ability to understand the game and to play. And then they're just goofy, little savage, you know, yeah. teenage girls. Sure. And they're, they're just a lot of fun. That's awesome. Um, you get to guide them through the college recruiting process, which is exciting and stressful. And, you know, you get a glimpse of the kid gets a glimpse of, hey, you know what? I am growing up. Mm. I'm starting to make these decisions and think about these uh, things that are in my future. Um, and it's just, it's, it's, it's great to be a part of um, just that whole process of, right. of, you know, U13 to U18 and then beyond. They, you know, a lot of them come back and play in our U23 program mm -hmm. that, that John Pardini coaches uh, and, and he lets me help with. 
Um, and, it, and, and now you're seeing them as 21, 22 year old young women who have been to college for a year or two. Sure. Uh, and just, you know, just be, it, it's such a privilege to watch that process yeah. and be involved in it and have an impact. It's cool to see you get almost the, uh, the two polar opposites in a way. Being yes. so involved in the recreation program and seeing maybe a, a four or five year old just getting started in the game, but now you're seeing it, you, you're also at a high level with the with girls that are aspiring to play in college right. and are, are you know really committed to that, that level. So you're seeing those two sides, but yeah. at the same time, I think what I'm hearing you say though is that from at the end of the day, it's like the, it's the person within yeah. that, right? In that journey and, yeah. and the things that you talk about are not, um, not always soccer related, no. right? They're they're the, they're the kid and yeah. their experience and, and who they are and how they react and that's exciting and it, it's I think it's really important for us as as, as parents to hear that too yeah. because um, that that is why we're doing what we're doing correct ultimately so correct that's fantastic well I'm asking one more question and sure. we're gonna go into some um, rapid questions so um, what does success look like in terms of a level four recreation program? Um, I, I think a couple of things. I think one, and I alluded to earlier, a kid gets in the car at the end of the practice and at the end of the game and, and, and thinks to himself or says out, hey, I want to do that again. Mm. I had a great time. You know, Daddy, did you see me score? Yes, I did. You know, whatever. Um, that feeling where they walk away and they've enjoyed themselves. Um, and then the other thing that I think long-term, big picture, success in level four um, has two things. One, um, I think that we are on the verge, and, and I think it's going to happen, um, where seasons are coordinated, schedules are coordinated, and a kid can say, I play for NC Fusion, and I play soccer for these six, seven weeks, and then I go right into lacrosse for six, seven weeks, and I go right into field hockey for six, seven weeks, I go right into flag football, and then I play another season of soccer, and I do. and. They, they have a home, they are, you know, exposed to many different sports, they are, you know, just comfortable that, hey, this is what I do, yep. uh, and we provide that. And the, the, the reason I see that um, as, as kind of the main big picture goal is, you know, I, I really believe in, uh, we came up with uh, a year or so ago, um, you know, why do we do what we do? Well, we do what we do. We exist to positively impact a player for life. Um, and so that can't just be soccer and recreation. That also has to be, if you choose, how do you go from level four to level three? Mm-hmm. Hey, I want to play a little more soccer. I want to be involved in the futures. I want to practice twice a week at maybe a challenge level. Um, and you know now, hey, maybe I want to go into level two and start playing on a team that had tryouts, and that you know we want to provide all those things. And 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 a level four uh, program should eventually expose kids to lots of different sports, give them the opportunity to go to different levels within those sports, mm-hmm. uh, and and the club should be a home for that player. Yeah. Fantastic. Love it. All right. So I'm going to ask you a couple rapid fire questions about yourself so people get to know you a little bit better. Sure. So here we go. What's your oh, favorite boy. food? Uh, ribs. And where do you get ribs? Um, oh, there's a new place downtown Green 
It's a borough called Smoked. Smoked. Okay. Yes. Um, what's your favorite sports team? Um, the Tar Heels basketball. And what's oh, your Virginia Tech? I went to Virginia Tech. Oh, <laughs> that's terrible. Oh man. What's God. your uh, favorite place to visit? Uh, any beach. I love yeah, the beach. You seem like a beach guy. Yeah. What's a place you'd like to visit that you haven't been to? Um, Australia. Okay. What's your favorite band? I'm a Motley Crue guy. I'm a Motley <laughs> Crue guy through and through. Fantastic. Who is the most uh, influential coach that you've had, and what makes them so influential? Well, the easy one will be my mother. So I'm going to go a little. I'm going to. We've mentioned her. That's that's clear. Uh, and anybody that knows me knows how close I am to my yeah. mother. Um, there was a guy named Rich Weber, who was my first. Um, travel team coach uh, that the 72 Greensboro Buccaneers arguably the best club team to ever grace the East Coast <laughs> arguably I can argue it um, and and you know I'll try to say this quick when people ask me uh, about coaching girls what's the difference between coaching boys and coaching girls I always tell them I say I say one of the keys to getting the most out of the girl if you want a young female player to reach their full potential you have to be able to demand um, high expectations from them, push them, but you also have to make sure that they feel their role on the team is important. They are comfortable with who they are. They're comfortable with the coach thinks they're good. Their parents are proud of them. Their teammates like them and, and that they are valued by this team. Um, and, and Rich Weber, um, you know, I was the captain of that team. Um, you know, he gave me rides home when I needed to. Um, he, you know, I just felt like that was my first, that was my first, you know, real team that I was like, this is where I belong. Yeah. This is, uh, and he was a large part of that. And, and there were only three of us that stayed from U11 all the way through U19. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, I had the opportunity to go maybe play at a different, and, and I, you know, I stayed there and uh, he was a big impact. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. So, what um, what inspires you? What inspires me? Um, you know, I just Mark Simpson said um, in in one of our meetings years ago, and it always that that one of the things we do here is we allow kids to struggle in a manageable environment. Um, and and what inspires me is when I see kids struggle and come out the other side. Mm -hmm. Even if it's a little struggle yeah. that lasts for a minute in a U5 game where he's down and then he's up and he's what, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's a kid that struggled. Or if it's, you know, a kid on my team who, um, you know, uh, Lexi Cagno did her ACL mm -hmm. um, and, you know, she's coming back and she's working hard and she's such a great kid and such a great attitude. She was our leading goal scorer last year. She's a fantastic player. Um, and it kills her. She comes to every practice, can't play. And she comes from Burlington. Mm. She'll be here tonight, an hour away, mm. when she can't play mm. because she wants to learn. And that's just part of her dealing with her struggle. Yeah. If she sat at home, it, it would eat her up. Yeah. So she's dealing with her struggle. And you watch that, um, and you watch them come out the other side of a struggle, and you're like, that's inspiring. Yeah. That is um, that, that, that keeps you going. Absolutely. Yeah. That's fantastic. And I, I think um, everything that you've shared today, I think I hope 
gives people the opportunity to see um, why we have people like you in our program. Because, um, and, I, and I truly mean that, that when we talk about the people that are involved, um, they do believe in these these yeah. things. We believe that we all we love soccer, we love lacrosse, yeah. we love other sports, we love the the platform. But at the end of the day, we we really do love what we see in kids and families. Yeah. And and there's certainly struggles like everyone has. Yeah. But you've been really um, open and um, showed humility and um, willingness to continue to learn, even though you have a ton of experience. And yeah. I think um, you know I respect that so much about you and um, appreciate that. That you're running this program that is, you know, it is the biggest program, but it's also um, it is the program that anyone can be a part right. of, and I love that, and I hope we can continue to grow that, and the people will continue to support you and and the program and get involved. So, thank you for thank you. everything that that thank you've you. been doing and the incredible impact that you're having on our community through through sport. So thanks. Um, so appreciate your time and. Um, we're uh, we're gonna wrap things up, um, and I think that our families need to know that if if they have any questions regarding level four, they can reach out to you. Yeah. Um, a Fleming at ncfusion.org. Um, your information's on the website. Maybe not call you right now because so you can they can. I, I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. It's <laughs> okay. close. Fair it enough. is close. Okay, fair enough. So they can get to you that way as yeah. well. So um, for opportunities this fall season. Yeah. All right. Thanks Thank a lot. You. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you everyone for uh, joining us today on the NC Fusion podcast. We'll be back uh, very soon. Go Fusion. For more information, please visit our website, like us on Facebook, and subscribe to this podcast.